0: <laughs>
1: that will not be helpful.
2: Dude, you got him? You're going over. All
1: right. So, look, that's how we're starting off, by the way. It's so great with our technician going, hey, man, I better hit record. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we just filmed a a great 30-minute show, and we we forgot to record it, so we're going to do it again. That's (laughs) right. But we're
1: we're glad you're joining us now. Absolutely. Uh, This is Representative Dan Miller. You are listening to On the Table, the number one Democratic podcast uh, in the House, which we're very excited about. And our guest today is coming from the very mighty, as we were talking about, 194th District, Representative Tarek Khan. Tarek, Thank you for joining us here today, my friend. Thank you, Dan. Yes, good it's to see an honor you. to be
0: here. How? How? Uh, the
1: look, we're coming back. Obviously, I know. You know, some people think that we during the summer you, you don't have a lot going on. Or, or yeah, something some
0: like, journalists think that we yeah. don't do anything. Actually, yeah, that's right. That's right. They think so, we only work. You know, the days that we're in Harrisburg.
1: Yeah, and when you go home, you do nothing. I guess it is. But you yeah, know, tell me, give me a little idea. What's been going on in the 194 while you've been uh, while you've been more uh, home than up here.
0: I've been visiting a lot of schools, a lot of schools, you know, I'm a product of public schools in Philly and one of the the biggest urgencies, one of like the, the biggest urgency I think that we have is our public schools and the yeah. fact that they're dilapidated, they're not safe, and the kids are not getting the education that they deserve. Yeah. And to think that the level of our quality the level of our public education is nowhere near it needs to be it's unconstitutionally bad um right well and that's what the court said <laughs> that's what the court said and they're they're 100 they're right i know and and so um we have to do everything that, that we can to wrap our arms around these schools to make sure that these kids have better options than they do for for their careers and they feel supported and loved they feel valued um a lot of the kids in the schools they don't feel valued and that's 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 back on us. And so we have to do everything we can um, to make sure that they get the supports they need. So I've been visiting schools. I've been visiting places in the community or libraries or rec centers. Yeah, that's awesome. Seeing what the needs are.
1: I keep seeing you all over the place. Uh, So uh, obviously keep an eye on your social media feed and it has you out and about. I don't don't even know if you hang out much in your office. So I, I don't know if you're actually in physically the building.
0: Yeah, I I try to be out as much as possible. As my, I have a very small office too. It's it's very small. But
1: your district is not that uh geographically big either, right? So um, kind of So deaths. yeah, so
0: we're we're in the 194th. So it's it's Manyunk, Roxborough, East Falls, Chestnut Hill, Roxborough, Wissahickon. Yeah. It's it, it's an amazing district. It's about 25 minutes to like drive from end to end. That's with traffic though, right? Or no? Um yeah, I mean it's not. It's like not? no, it's not. Yeah. 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 It's not too. It's not. Right. It's not. Well, it's not too bad. So it's
1: not one of the smaller ones in Philly. Correct. No, yeah. there
0: are some ones that are like.
1: Yeah, I like think wax rolls twenty out wax of bed and he's like, in a new district. Right. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Well, listen, it's good to have you here. We got to get brother. into some formality too. I so appreciate it. Uh, with oh, us, yeah. our technician for today, fantastically, Nick, have doing a beer? great job pressing the buttons. I try and everything do everything. Okay.
0: Yeah, press record. Yeah, that's all. You gotta play it with chords. The the other
1: thing too, they're like telling me they're like you gotta stop banging on the table. So like it's one of the things. Like I guess I bang on the table. I I don't know, man. You know what it is? We have these super sensitive mics where they're like picking everything up. Right? Is that it? Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, we, we do
2: a lot of editing those, so you sound great. Hello. No, it's funny, though.
1: Yeah, there you go. But I have All a right. guy like uh, in my district go, hey, man, I like when you bang on the table. Man, it lets me know you're, you know, it's real. I'm like, dude, you're the only one. So like, but that's good. Look, uh, before I ruin this, too, because I, I want to get in, I know you and I have some issues that we, we both share in common. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about some of that, too. But uh, we always play a little bit of a game here to just be sure that I'm understanding a little bit more about the speciality of you and your district. So, Nick has arranged uh, for us to play our, the game, so I'll leave it. Nick, go ahead, tell him what we got. So we're gonna do two truths and a lie. This
2: is where I read three statements about Repcon, and Dan has to guess which one is the lie.
1: Correct, okay. correct. Now I'm batting a thousand. He, he's so,
2: very good at this, yes he is.
1: I don't, is that true? I don't even know that's true,
0: no. It used to you be true. No, uh, no. I listened to the show, you are not batting a thousand. No, look. I don't what, know what game, but it's not true, it's, it's not. Look, the guy rigs it
1: though, man, I'm telling you. I don't even know how I still keep around. <laughs> You know, short, short. Look like what, what he was doing yeah. for a while was he putting like twelve different facts in one sentence? <laughs> so it's like, you know, Tara Khan graduated from Temple, but the sky was red that day, <laughs> right? And a bird flew overhead. I'm trying to tell a story. <laughs> here. Get, get out of here! <laughs> all right, so um, all right, so let's let's get into the
2: game. Go right. into the magic. Here we go. go ahead. Statement number one.
1: Number
2: one. Rep Khan was profiled in a documentary called Angel Dose.
1: Hold on, I'm getting a pen. All right. Hold on, can I take this seriously? Okay. All right, uh, Angel, what now? Angel dose. Angel dose. Angel dose. Okay, go ahead. Give me the second one. Right. I'm looking Red at Tarek.
2: <laughs> was cast as an extra in Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Buffy the Vampire. Oh, wait, how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wonder, doesn't That's it? That's an old show, isn't <laughs> it? Right. That's not still on somewhere. Tarek
0: is that on. still on? I don't think so. See, well, yeah, cable see somewhere, reruns. if he was on the ship. <laughs> All
1: right, go ahead.
2: <laughs> Repcon's father is a nurse.
1: Oh. Okay, these are tough. These Holy are very cow.
2: tough. These are very tough. These are tough.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, because they're, they're not like your normal.
2: Right. Well, to be honest, I actually had... What, you go on an IMDb page you get this stuff? No, no, no. So I, I originally had, had, a, had, had easier ones. And then he edited and made them. You mark. edited yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought
1: it was a, I, about I thought to play Nick, to and we were like, like, "No, bear. dude, I, I, had to be sure to screw you." All right, so let's think about this for a moment. Now, for those of you who don't know, I know uh, Tarek was a nurse, or you know, are you still doing I any? I still
0: work every Friday morning, four hours at the health center. Do you really work.
1: every Friday morning? Every
0: Friday morning. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, eight thirty to twelve thirty, sometimes one, one thirty.
1: Now, and I know his his brother um, is an accomplished attorney
0: he right? is, yeah solicitor of the year i'm sorry uh government lawyer of the year i think it was Was huh? yeah. pretty good right yeah.
1: i was never government lawyer of the year you were no, no no i fell a little short uh okay so but so very professional background of family so maybe i don't know what his i did meet his father I met his father. Oh, you did? I nice. did, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you were up here for us wearing in. Yeah. Your mom and uh, your dad was here, right? Both my dad.
0: My, my mom, unfortunately, she's been undergoing uh, cancer treatment, so sure, yeah. she was in the hospital that um, that time. Oh, no worries. No worries. My, my dad and my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Your family was there. Some, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brother, dad.
1: Right. Yeah. They came up uh, right up in the... They were eating lunch. That's how I... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, look. All right. Connection. All right. Now, uh, Angel Dose. And you said that's a documentary.
2: Yes, correct. Documentary.
1: Okay. And while angels, I mean, like, you know, I'm always... Like, nurses to me are like angels. Right? So, I could kind of get that. Maybe there's a connection there. My mom was a nurse. Uh, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. For like 30 plus years. Oh, nice. So, yeah. No, 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 man. She did a lot of tough work, man. That's... that's she always told me she's like side with the nurses, not the yeah, doctors.
0: You <laughs> listen to the nurses. Not enough people listen to nurses. This is
1: okay. true. Okay, then a Buffy the Vampire extra. Oh, all right. This is tough. Okay, so it is. Okay, so I gotta pick which one is uh false. Is the lie, correct. Which one is the yes. lie?
2: Two of these are true, one of these is a lie.
1: Okay. All right. You know what? Here I'm gonna go with my guy. Look at his smile. He knows I'm gonna get this right. <laughs> He knows I'm gonna blow it. He knows I'm gonna blow it. So look, I'm gonna say the um, I'm gonna say the documentary is true. So I'm gonna go with the documentary being true. Okay, am I right on? That? Yeah, you are yeah. correct. Yeah, yes, it true. is. Yeah, I, could, yeah, I was yeah. in a documentary. Okay. Yeah. Cool. An angel dosed. Did it have anything to do with nursing? Angels. Was, yeah. It was. So I did
0: a COVID vaccination program with Anna Pern, who's a community activist in Philadelphia, and um, basically when the COVID shots came out. We, I took them every day uh, for, um, after work, I would go to people's houses and vaccinate them. And I would find wow. the people who were homebound and had accessibility issues and I would vaccinate them. These were mostly our leftover doses from the health center so we didn't waste the doses. Right,
1: because if you didn't do it, you had to get rid of them. You,
0: and I was like, you know, you don't waste these things. It's yeah. a precious commodity, so yeah. yeah
1: fantastic, all right. So, yeah. Okay, that's, so I got one. Yeah. All right, so here's the thing with it, here's the thing. I'm gonna go out. The, I'm gonna go out on a limb because I almost because I want this to kind of be true, just because I think it'd be an interesting story. So I'm gonna say the the lie is your dad's a nurse. It's correct. Oh, you got I it. You're yeah. Get it. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Hey. That's great. All right, End the great. show. Thank you very much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were on Buffy the Vampire.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was How an extra. old were you there? I was tw- uh, 21, I think. You know what?
1: A partially, or it is, 20? is. You know, he looks so
0: good. I was so, I was so,
2: so, so, so originally, yeah. one of my truths and lies was going to be that he's 28.
1: Yeah, no.
0: that would have be been great. That yeah. would have been great. Yeah, yeah, that would have been tough. So, <laughs> how did you get on Buffy the Vampire? How was that? When I was, I was an, so, in the summer of '99, I went out to do an internship at the Tonight Show and at an MTV, and I was I wanted to be an extra on ER, and my friend was an extra, and so he had he was on ER as an extra, and I wanted to do it, but yeah. um, I got Buffy and Nine Hundred Two One Zero actually. You were on that, too. Yes. The last season of 9 and 2. Well, no, I may have crashed the the season. They yeah, were, you were. I, I don't think like, that's true. This is like. <laughs> yeah. No, Clint, I re- jumped a shark. I remember dealing with that show as a. As a yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, so you got. on. So
1: all right, you went for ER and you ended up being on uh, Buffy. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, was kind of like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's blood. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um. I mean, I don't really watch the show. What did you. What did you play? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know both either. things. I played an extra in the club so i think it was called after dark at on the buffy show and yeah. then it was yeah, I forget what was what was it, the other one, at 90210, but they yeah. were both like, and I play the same, I think I wore the same thing, so, you know, you were watching yeah. in the, I was wearing the same shirt, it was my roommate in LA, his uh, his shirt, uh, his like, club shirt, so. That's
1: awesome, look, I know that Buffy developed a, um, you know, kind of a cult following, I never saw the show, I yeah. don't think I was the demographic, but it was, uh, you know, She look, did
0: a great job with it, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a good show, it, it, it was. It was around a long time. Yeah, it was time. around a while, it was yeah. around a while. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think there was like a comic book or something. Probably, a, yeah. probably. Sarah
0: Gallery, so, yes. Yeah, yeah give her a lot of credit. Yeah, man. I, you of know, must have been
1: good to last as long. Yes. And then, um, you know, nine hundred two one zero. Like, I remember when that hit big because I was, I was in high school when it first really hit big. Yeah. Right. And so uh, every teenage girl at the time.
0: I know Luke Perry. Right. I was gonna say Luke, Luke Perry. Yeah. Yeah. He was just yeah. all over. Yeah. The show. I was. He was actually yeah. at Craft Services, and I was, I was about to go up to him, and I, I'm. Thank God I didn't. But I was about to go up to him and say, Dude, every. Girl in my in my gra- gra- grammar school had a huge crush on you.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt.
0: No doubt. No, he died. He died, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I don't I
1: don't know. Anyhow, that's all I yeah, I don't even he, know how I remember that. But yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, interesting stuff. So you're not doing any more acting though? Is this is this was that it for you?
0: Yeah, it was pretty much it. I mean, um, you know, I, I became um, I, I worked on The Tonight Show after I graduated What did you do college. on The Tonight Show? I was a production assistant. I was like a, I was like a, a backup because I wanted to be an actor. So I couldn't take a full-time job. Yeah. And so I needed something that – so I just kind of filled in. And it was – I remember September twenty fourth, two thousand 2002, I got cast on The Tonight Show as an extra. And I had been an after a, for a year or longer. And, and because of that, I was able to join SAG. Okay, and that was like one of the greatest days of my life had. My that. eligibility to join the union—that's awesome. Was just amazing. So.
1: which I, I didn't—they just get a deal. Just um, getting...
0: yeah, the WGA they settled. But um, you know, when when I've been standing with with SAG-AFTRA, uh-huh. I've been able to tell that story about how much it meant to me and yeah, how much that's awesome. You know how much how how important it is that we support these workers because it was because of that that being an extra, I was an extra on The Tonight Show, and like twice, and I got a check, and because of the union, I got residual checks. So every time they showed it, I would get another check. It was it was for less, it was like half, and then half of that, and half of that. But I was still getting checks, and it was helpful for me. I was like, you know, scraping to get by. Yeah. So, and that's, that's awesome. all from the union, so no, that's one of the reasons great. why I'm a huge supporter of unions. Well,
1: I, I know you are, and I appreciate that too. And you gotta say, you gotta tell me though, how you went from there to, to, to actually becoming a nurse. Yeah. so you, you didn't do that before you you did the acting before the nurse yes right correct what made you what why that pivot or how did you get there
0: i lived in LA for for two years and i was auditioning doing stand-up i was doing doing my best to try to make it and came home to Wait, philly hold on. you
1: you were doing stand-up
0: i was yeah yeah
1: did you say philly or italy
0: in, in L.A. Oh, man. This okay. is my accent. Did you hear that? What did you hear?
1: <laughs> okay. Look,
0: so, all right. So you okay. doing st- – <laughs> I was doing stand-up in L.A. Okay. All right. Yeah. all
1: right. See, that could have been a good one, too. I would not right, have – look at this. Right, all right. right. Go, ahead. And, go
0: ahead. And I came home in this summer – sorry, in October 2002. And it was right after I got my eligibility for, for SAG – and, and I realized how much I missed Philadelphia. I mm. really missed it. I was, I was actually at a grocery store yeah. with my mom and we were in line and some guy, she asked him like for some spice and he like hustled to like the aisle to get the spice and ran back. And I was like, you know what? And then while we were in line, um, we had conversations with the people in front of us and the people behind us. And I was like, you know what? Only in Philly – would you be able to do something like this? You can't do this in LA. It's a different scene out there. People, it's a way different scene. People, they, they don't want to really have those conversations. It's like about who you know, feel like direct opposite. And I was mm. like, you know what? I don't know what my career path is, but I know I have to come back home. Yeah. So I decided to come back home. My mom was a nurse. Um, and I decided that she's like, you should be going to nursing. And um, you know, I don't want to sit at a desk I, I right. I'm a people person. Right. right. The the ideal job for me was really like a major D, where I was able to like greet people and like you know and and sure enough like um you know nursing was something where I was able to like greet people, make them feel comfortable, make them feel happy, and you know provide a service to them. And um, and I feel that very similar yeah. as a elected yeah. official that's too. a tough job
1: though. I mean, look, nursing is no joke. You know, and I know we're struggling in the Commonwealth. Um, I think a lot of states are, but we're struggling in the Commonwealth for um, nurses. Uh, and uh, like I said, my my mom kind of had to go the whole route from like a, a, nurse's, a, a nurse's aide, uh, you know, up to um, an LPN. And yeah, that's what
0: my mom did too. She became an LPN.
1: Yeah, and, and from what I understand now, we don't really encourage LPNs or something. I and, do.
0: When I was president mm, of the, uh, the Pennsylvania State Nurses Association, I made sure that we changed our – our code so that we would include LPNs because are, LPNs are nurses.
1: Are hospitals, um, do they, are they excited for LPNs? Or are they, I thought somebody was telling me that there's an effort in the nursing field, a change that has happened in like 20 years that has almost been like um, some, uh, you know, a hospital is not trying to promote LPN as like some sort of, Something they wanted to hire. Yeah. Am I wrong on this or
0: um, what I know is that like it's important that we get nurses into nursing and LPN is one of those ways mm-hmm. into rising up the, the ranks as, as as a nurse right. and LPNs are critical even if they stay as LPN I think it's important but if they want to go up and LPN is a great step that's how you know your mom started that's yeah. how my mom started yeah. and you know she raised me and, and I you know, sort of you know, you know. look it's,
1: it's we got to find ways to, uh, to um, encourage people into uh, nursing yeah. um, and to also address some of the challenges um, in the field that have been a sort of a, a detriment uh, for some to stay in the field, right? I know you did a lot of work and advocacy in relation to the uh, Patient Safety Act, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your work on that.
0: Yeah. You know, when I was vice president of the Pennsylvania State Nurses Association, I was also getting my PhD at Penn. And it just so happened that one of my advisors at Penn wrote safe staffing. He wrote, I'm sorry, he wrote, he did research on safe staffing, across the the country and also across the world. He he was doing uh, research in New Zealand. And year after year after year after year, the same thing. It showed that safe staffing ratios work. And um, PSNA was against the safe staffing ratios, minimum ratios. The ANA was against it. And I looked at the research, and I talked to my advisor, and he said, "You know what?" And they're telling me, "Don't hit the table." <laughs> he said, "No, no, I understand." But he said, "You know He's what? All the research is there. Safe staffing standards—they work. The hospitals don't have to close, and it's the number one reason why nurses leave the profession is because they have to do the job of two or three people. And so, this is the only thing—only thing that nurses have been asking uh, for. Um, they, they're not telling us to raise their their salaries. They're not telling us to get them more benefits. They're saying." Fix the staffing and so this this bill is uh, was the result of but what
1: do we need to do? So uh, look obviously everybody knows that when you're in a, a care facility of any type uh, any type of nurse is critical uh, to uh, positive experience as well as the care that is necessary, but We're, we're still dealing with a shortage Right, we're not attracted. What do we need to do here? Or, yeah, or-
0: we have to. So we have to. The, the, the reason why they're they're they're, uh, they're low on nurses is because nurses are leaving. They don't want to do the job of four different people. Okay. There's no problem with supply. We're going to graduate, I think, between eight and ten thousand nurses in Pennsylvania every year. So that supply is is constant, right? It's constant. People are still doing it. Um, the number one landing spot for nurses is hospitals. They don't want to go to home care. You want to be trained. You want to go to the hospital. That's where I went. Right. Um, the problem is when you go to the hospital and you realize it's a shit show because you have to do the job of two or three other people, you don't want to stay in that role. And so you leave. And this is why nurses are leaving the bedside. They're not leaving the profession. They're still renewing their nursing license. They're just not working at that hospital where they have to do the job of three other people. Okay, so so we problem- fixed staffing. We'll be able to fix that problem. So the
1: pipeline you're saying the is, pipeline, is in decent shape.
0: The pipeline is in decent shape. We don't but have a, a problem with the pipeline.
1: You're not having nurses go like, look, I'm here for 30 years. Right. They're, instead, they're
0: like, look, I'm going to keep my license, but this is killing yeah. me. I'm out. You, you literally you burn out. You yeah. burn out um, right. and you fix the problem with burnout. It's like, you know, it's like having having a staff and the staff is doing the job of like four different people uh, or the, the work environment is so horrible that they leave. Right. And you're like, I can't keep staff. It's well, it's not like it might not be the salary. Right. Um, it, it's just a fact that it's a bad working environment. So the working environment, we, we fix safe staffing. We'll fix the nursing environment. There is no nursing shortage. It's just that nurses don't want to work in an environment where it's it's horrible.
1: Yeah. Well, who does? Right. And well, listen, one of the other things I and I appreciate, um, you know, going down into that there a bit with you. But one of the other things that I know you and I share a little bit in common is concern regarding um, uh, disability issues, uh, you know, in the Commonwealth uh, and what we can kind of elevate as far as discussions and advancement opportunities here in Harrisburg. Um, Why is this kind of registering as an issue for you?
0: When I was a kid, my neighbor had intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. And I played baseball with him. He was just a playmate, someone I, 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 would, I would hang out with. And also growing up, my brother's best friend was deaf. And this kid was brilliant, right? He went to Penn and, you know, he's a very, very a, a accomplished professional now. And, and and we knew that as kids that he was smart, but we would see sometimes old people, uh, older people, old people, like people over 10, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like adults that would Treat him like there was something wrong with him, like like he 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 didn't have the like he had so intellectual. Disability. You saw
1: that and it registered to you like this is not yeah right. yeah like
0: yeah. um that, that there was something wrong that uh that he was being treated so so poorly and not that you treat anyone poorly but but that they didn't appreciate and I and as a child knowing that. I understand something that an adult doesn't. Yeah. Um, really, I think le- left a mark on me, um, yeah. and that, that people with disabilities are being treated poorly. Um, and so, it's it's sort of been a lifelong passion for disabilities. Actually, George and I, we did Special Olympics together. It's my brother's friend who is deaf. Mm-hmm. We did Special Olympics uh, also together, and uh, like we were volunteers together. Yeah. And that was another uh, moment that I was just like, you know what, this is. I feel I love this. Right now, I so, get
1: that, and it's such a great program. I've, I've been in and out of little aspects of. Uh, Uh, Special Olympics and uh, it is a fantastic uh, experience here so but in relation to your work then so when you're translating your um, you know your passion uh, here um, to the legislature yeah um, you know is there a bill an issue in relation to disabilities that's kind of like high on your list for what you're you really are excited to be talking about
0: yeah we passed one last session it was the accessibility bill for playgrounds. So when people are applying for grants for uh, for playgrounds, uh, municipalities, if those pr- projects are universally accessible, they'll get priority. Right. So we passed that through the House. Um, this, uh, this session, um, there's a bill called Michael's Law. And it basically would, um, the issue is that people with disabilities, a lot of times when they go into venues. Concerts, sporting events, uh, museums—they have to pay not only for themselves but for their caregivers right. as, as exactly. well. Yep. And so, th- this bill would actually make it so the person would just have to pay for themselves, uh, just uh, pay pay once, yeah. and not have to pay for their uh, their their caregiver who's being paid to um, you know be there. They're not going right. to the events because they want to. That's you know, right. I mean, look, yeah. that
1: that caregiver is, pro- is providing um, you know um, needed support. Uh, ADA accessibility um, in, uh, in a lot of ways uh, that need to be supported if it was some other supportive device if it was a um, you know some type of uh, tech tech device in some way nobody would bat an eye right. right but
0: yeah yeah and it's sort of like you know when you go to um, uh, the movies for example and if there's an emergency and the EMTs come are we going to charge the EMTs to go in to do their job because they're going into a movie because they might see some of the movie? Right. No. It's, no. it's yeah.
1: I like look and the thing with the playgrounds, by the way, it's it's one of the things that uh, I have a bill a little bit that talks about social inclusion. Um, you know, because in um, back in '97, I I got my teaching degree and I was uh, teaching in a public school in Connecticut, and um, uh, what I remember was that to be honest, we were not. We were sending so many kids who had any type of special education out of the tip of the neighborhood, the typical school district, and we were sending them in some other place. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we've now stopped that. Like More and more kids are getting um, education with their neighborhood schools or with their typical peers. They're all right there, and that's a plus. Yeah. The negative about it is that the more and more I I hear stories and look into it and go in and talk to people with it, so many of these kids who are now being educated in their neighborhood school, which is good, are not being like socially included in that school, which is bad, Yeah. right? So, like, for example, uh, if you have a kid who's like, uh, you know, the kid gets six out of eight periods with some type of paraprofessional providing supports in there. For all too many times, the only person that kid is talking to is that paraprofessional? So that paraprofessional becomes everything in the world for them because they're not being included. Or if you, um, so if your school district is running somewhere between 16 and 20% of an IEP population, how many of those, um, of that population, when you're talking almost one in five of your school district, are in any club mm. or in any, um, you know, sp- uh, sporting team, a band thing, something? And you'll find I have seen anecdotally more people in band than anywhere else with an IEP, but that inclusionary aspect, right? So it is great to have that full education experience in the same school as anybody else. That is a right thing. The other part of the equation, though, is is are we isolating kids more? Are we doing enough to help integration happen? And if nobody talks, if no peer uh, talks to your kid in a day or a week, what does that do for that young person, anyhow, to be like? I'm alone and nobody will talk to me, mm-hmm. right? So, inclusion is a, is a big thing. And
0: what was it, Dan? Can I ask? What was it that really? Why, why is this important to you? Because you're equally, if not more, passionate about you know, disability you know, disabilities. I went to a, I went to a
1: elementary school a couple years back, and uh, a. A uh, fifth grader was doing a presentation um, with, ev- like everybody else, um, and had a paraprofessional with him. Uh, and uh, uh, the the young man was on the autism spectrum. At the end of the presentation, the kids had to ask questions of the young man. And the questions, you know, it's fifth grade. They ended up going not really about the presentation, but just like, you know, do you like, um, uh, you know, do you like Xbox? or something, right? And the reaction from the kids was so shocking when they found out that this young man liked the same things that they did, um, stuck out to me because here he was being in their school for all that year and years prior, but nobody's talking to him. And so when I asked the paraprofessional, I was like, how did the kids not know that this fifth grader likes the same type of thing as anybody else? How do they not know this? And she's like, well, nobody talks to them. I talk to them. And so that stuck out to me. And then when I found another example in uh, high school, uh, the problem that I came across in high school was that the, the, the young person was internalizing that isolation, feeling that there's a barrier between that young person and everybody else. That I'm here but I'm not really here and that I'll go through how many days without somebody talking to me because the expectations are in their head and most of the kids are there's not really malice that the children are exhibiting to each other uh, but it is a stigma um, and uh, a failure on us as adults. To create that environment that encourages, allows, and fosters, as best that we can, real social inclusion to happen. When you're taking somebody whose disability is never going to go away. They're never not going to have that disability for most of these cases. And you're dropping them into a world and saying, hey, good luck. And we hope that you find somebody who you may bump into who might be in your grade, share an interest, or be able to connect with. Because everybody else is going to think that you don't know how to talk about anything. And so that isolation, combined with what I remembered from the fifth grade experience, is why I wrote that bill. So that's what we have a lot to uh, talk about, right? And look, on the disability front, the good thing is that you're here, I'm excited that you're here, and you're bringing in um, new energy and and passion. As we're talking, by the way, like I I let my beard grow. my, my, My kid was like, man, that's a white beard, man. You got a white beard. The good thing is that Tarek is, you know, he's, he's going to be here long after me, right? So he's going to be the champion. I know he's just not just waiting for me to pass a baton. He doesn't ask. He's taking it anyhow. And he's running on his own uh, to make big changes and talk about issues. And that's what's exciting. That's about why you had the opportunity to be here and you fought to get here, right?
0: Thank you. I did. I did. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I was thinking, you know, we're talking about inclusion. I, I Started a program in 2013 in Haiti for kids with developmental disabilities to be included in school because we were. I was in, uh, we were visiting the school um, and seeing a kid under a tree waiting for his sister. The kid's in the wheelchair, waiting for his sister to get out. And I said, "Where does he go?" And they're like, "He's not in school." And we worked to make sure that we started a program that got kids with disabilities from the community and from the local orphanage. Into the school for the first time in their lives, yeah. you know, to think we've got a long way to go, and just just in in Pennsylvania and in, in the U.S., um, but in some of these uh, other countries, um, public education is is not possible because these kids with disabilities are like. They're like they're, – if they have a disability, it's their brother or sister that's going to go to school if the right. parents have to uh, you know, pay for the shoes. books and the shoes and the food and stuff. Um, it's a kid with disabilities that are getting screwed. So um, – but it's been a lifelong passion and, and I'm really excited to work with you on legislation like – um, the um, uh, the getting rid of the sub minimum wage for, for people um, with disabilities um, and we and, got a lot
1: of employment uh, oper- uh, employment first uh, plans that we have to keep working on which is good as well yeah you know but by the way I, I would say with it too is like it's you get to that just the frustration um, that, that, uh, that comes up, and I, I'm so glad that you're, you know, so attentive as well to to finding those opportunities. But it, it is a, um, we've come a long way. Uh, we hit the 30th anniversary of the ADA uh, not too long ago. And there's so passed many- Passed
0: by a Republican president.
1: Yes, with a Democratic Congress, and that's what, you know, that's something that we, I was actually just talking about um, uh, AmeriCorps. We're doing a resolution for the 30th anniversary of AmeriCorps, which was uh, passed in large effort because of Democratic Bill Clinton and Republican Senator Bob Dole. So back in the days where we would come together to do big game-changing things, and it becomes difficult when we are unable to come together um, because our whole scope of possibility shrinks for that. But anyhow, great point with you. Yeah. But so it's. But these are. You know, we've come a long way. Um and um. But let's we'll make
0: things done here. Well, we'll get, we'll get people need us done here. Then they need you yeah.
1: here with your advocacy for it. It's tremendous. And look, I want to thank you. I want to tell you too. Thanks, uh, Dan. Yes. yes and. I won't we didn't even get into baseball which is something yeah, that I Yeah, well, pre- I don't want to
0: bring up. I mean, I saw the Yankees were eliminated uh, the other day. so... <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I mean, look, it's uh yes. Well, anyhow, what well, I should have cut it off when I had <laughs> <laughs> step I think, that one. Son I think of are we
0: going <laughs> to clinch tonight the Phillies? I think we're clinching tonight. Yeah, yeah I'm a baseball guy. Sorry.
1: Yo, you're what are you? Do you like any sports? Uh, He's bike. I'm bike cycling. Yeah, cycling, cycling. cycling.
0: Lance Armstrong. (laughs) uh... That's
1: it. (laughs) We don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. Don't. You're not doing anything, are you? He's the the Lord Baltimore cycling. That's right, Flo- Floyd Landis, though, right? Well, <laughs> listen, uh, Representative Khan, <laughs> he, he got so, Representative Khan, thank you so much uh, you, for Dan. coming. It's been great Thanks, to thank. have you here. Uh, appreciate it. We've got to have you back.
0: Thank you. Lo- love to. And actually, I saw Paul Freel on the way. He said, I said, Paul, you've got to be on the show. Yeah. He said, let me listen to see how yours turned out, and then I'll. I'll yeah, think no, about well, it, Paul's so. not welcome. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. Of
1: course, we got to get Paul. So, yeah, we got to work our way through. It's a lot of fun, I, and I appreciate very much getting know brother. you and your work so thank Same you here, rep then. and will t- thank everybody for tuning in we'll talk to you soon